Praise the Lord. For the meditation of the scriptures today, let us open our Bibles and turn to Psalm 35. Psalm 35 is a psalm that is written by David at a period of his life when he was completely beset by numerous enemies. He was suffering under various attacks that they were giving him. And at this point of time, David draws near to the Lord and pours out his heart before the Lord. If you see in this psalm, it's broadly divided into three sections. Verses 1 to 10 talks about David's cry for protection and deliverance against his enemies. And verses 11 till 18 is David's declaration of his innocence. He declares himself to be innocent before the Lord. And verses 9 till 28 is David's prayer for the strong vindication that he needs from the Lord. Let us look at each of these sections one by one and let us remember to read this in the spirit of the New Testament so that we will find grace in the eyes of the Lord. If you look at verses 1 to 10, David writes here in verse 1, Content, O God, with those who contend with me, fight against those who fight against me. This one verse can summarize the entire tone of this first section, verses 1 to 10. David writes here, content, O God, with those who are contending with me. There are numerous enemies in the life of David. At this particular point of time, especially he is beset by them. He seems to be surrounded by them. And what have they done? In verse 1, David says, they are contending with me. Verse 1, he says, they are fighting against me. Verse 3, he says, they are pursuing me. And in verse 7, he says, they have hidden their net for me without a cause. Verse 7, he repeats and he says, they have dug a pit for my life. Evidently, these are very unsavory characters. They are very unsavory people. They are unrighteous people who are bent upon plotting the destruction and elimination of David from the scene of Israel. Whereas, the Lord had chosen David to be the anointed king of Israel. Now, because of their plots and plans, David was seriously being inconvenienced. And here, he cries out to the Lord in the first section, first three verses, he cries out and says, God, contend with those who are contending with me. Fight against those who are fighting. Take hold of a shield and a buckler and rise up for my help. He's saying, be my protection, be a shield and a buckler that is around me. Draw the spear, verse 3, draw the spear and javelin against my pursuers. If the shield and buckler are objects of protection, weapons of protection, of defense, spear and javelin are weapons of offense. And he says, go on the offensive against those who are my pursuers, O oh my God. And finally, in verse 3, David cries out to the Lord and he says, say to my God that I am your salvation. In our down times, we all need an assurance from the Lord. And David is tenderly asking the Lord, Lord, tell me that I am still your beloved. Tell me that you are still my salvation. In spite of all the stuff that is happening around me, I am still your beloved and you are the one on whom I can still lean. In the next section of the psalm, verses 4 to 8, David goes all out against his enemies and he utters a set of curses or imprecations against his enemies. He says, let them be put to shame and dishonor because they have sought after my life. Let them be turned back and disappointed. Let them be like shaft before the wind with the angel of the Lord going against them. Let their way be dark and slippery. 
all these things david is actually crying out as curses against his enemies the reason for that is given in verse 7 if we understand that we will be able to understand the emotions of david when he is uttering these curses he says in verse 7 for without a cause they hid their net for me without a cause they dug a pit for my life the key thing here is david was innocent he had in no means harmed any of his enemies he had never gone on the offensive against them in fact even at times when he could have uh, chosen to kill king saul and eliminate him from the scene of israel he chose not to do that because he didn't want to raise his hand against the anointed of the lord even if it was the ex anointed of the lord we understand that david had a heart that was right with god and he had never gone on the offensive against even his enemies and because in spite of that they they were still bent upon pursuing him david goes now before the lord and he cries out before the lord and he pours out his heart in a series of curses towards his enemies in verse 4 he he is cursing them with disgrace in verse 4 he is saying let them be defeated verse 4 he is saying let them be disgraced verse 5 he says let them be scattered and dispersed verse 6 he is praying darkness into their life verse 8 he is praying destruction into their life sudden destruction into their life and he is praying that the nets that they had devised for david will fall upon them and will completely ensnare them he is going all out on an offensive prayer towards the lord now at this point of time we really need to remember that this is not in keeping with the spirit of the new covenant the new testament where the lord jesus says love your enemies and pray for those who are persecuting you because new covenant is filled with the love of god and filled with the grace of god through jesus grace and truth came into this earth and we are called to be the disciples of jesus who prayed for his enemies who loved his enemies and prayed for prayed for those who were persecuting him and as a result we are not expected as new covenant believers to pray such prayers against the people who are scheming our destruction and downfall we are called to pray for them we are called to pray to the lord for protection protection is biblical we are also called to pray that the lord will spare us from such temptations but we are not called to pray for the destruction of the people who are plotting our destruction our battle is not against flesh and blood there will always be people who are opposing us there will always be enemies that is the harsh reality of our life and yet in the midst of that when god gives grace he gives gives us a tender spirit with which we will be able to deal with these people so that we will emerge out of our trial victorious with the spirit of christ and finally in verses 9 to 10 of this section david ends with a praise then my soul will rejoice in the lord and exult in his salvation all my bones will say oh god who is like you this is the like the key verse of this psalm oh god who is there like you today my dear friends meditate upon this truth there is none like our lord and savior jesus christ there is no god who can save no other god who can save there are other gods who claim to be gods are not really gods we need to understand there is none like him there is no person who is so compassionate there is no person who is so forgiving there is none who is so patient today as we meditate upon that truth let this verse sink into our heart oh god who is like you hallelujah and we come to the next section of the psalm 
verses 11 to 18 is David's declaration of innocence. He says in verse 1, there are malicious witnesses who are rising up and they are asking me the things that I do not know. I am being accused of stuff that I am not aware of. I am innocent. They are repaying me evil for good and my soul grieves as though in bereavement. If you look at verses 13 and 14, we understand the tender heart of David. David was the shepherd of Israel. He was the king even of the people who were his enemies. He was called to be the one who was shepherding them. And here we see David's compassion for them. But I, when they were sick, I wore sackcloth. I afflicted myself with fasting. I prayed for them. I went about as though I was grieving for a dear one. Dearly beloved, here we see contrasted on one side the tender heart of David and we see the malicious attitude of those who were his enemies. David considered his enemies to be people who were dear to him. He was afflicting himself and praying for their deliverance in the times that they were sick or they were going through trouble. But here they seem to have repaid him evil for good. That's what it says in verse 12. How sad it is when people go against us and repay us bad for what we have done good in their lives. How sad it is when those who consider, whom we consider to be our dear brethren turn back and start backbiting against us. And yet, that is the harsh reality of life. It happens. And when it happens, we are called to run to the Lord. We are called to run to Him declaring our innocence before Him. Our clean hands are bared before him. Our hearts are bared before him. And it is time to just draw near to the Lord. And not let those things become an offense deep inside us. Look at the evil nature of the enemies of David. There we read in verse 15 and 16. They, At my stumbling, in the times that I stumbled, they rejoiced. They gathered together against me. They tore at me without ceasing. They were not passive enemies of David. They were active and aggressive and violent against him. Like mockers at a feet, they gnash at me with their teeth. And he cries out to the Lord. Verse 17 and 18. O Lord, how long will you look on? Rescue me from their destruction. My precious life from the lions. They are surrounding me like lions. Rescue me, O my God. And I will thank you in the great congregation. In the mighty throng, I will praise you. Every time the Lord has done a great miracle in delivering us from the power of the enemy, we are called to come forth before him and sing praises to him and testify him before the others for the great things that the Lord has done on our behalf. You see here that prayer, how long, O God, is a very common prayer in Psalms, book of Psalms. But we need to realize God is not absent. God is not inactive. During the times that David is being afflicted, God is not just looking on. He is in control of every situation. He watches upon David, protects him and covers him. Special blessings are there in David's life. I believe that even when the times, especially in the times when there are oppositions that we face, although we are righteous, if there are people who are coming against us, then a special favor of the Lord is there upon us. We enjoy very special blessings, especially I think it is God counterbalancing some of the uh, uh, fairness and justice 
when we are surrounded by unrighteousness and evil and we, when people are going against us it is like god going all out in comforting us and in rescuing us and in exalting us i believe the lord does that and he did that to david and that's why david says i will thank you in the great congregation and i will praise you in the mighty throng the last portion of this psalm is david's prayer for vindication and if you look at those prayers that david is making the key portion of this particular section the prayer for vindication is verses 22 to 24 without that we will not be able to understand the rest of the verses verses 22 to 24 says you have seen o god do not be silent o lord do not be far from me it is tempting when the lord seems to be silent to think that he is far from us but the lord says i am very near to the people who are of a broken heart i will heal those who are of a broken and crushed spirit the lord's nearness is there especially when we are afflicted and here david says in verse 23 and 24 awake and rouse yourself for my vindication for my cause my god and my lord vindicate me o lord my god according to your righteousness let them not rejoice over me this is the core of this section of the psalm and that explains why david is writing verses 19 20 21 25 and 26 he says let those who rejoice over me not let not those people who rejoice over me who are wrongfully my foes let not those wing the eye and who hate me without cause for they do not peace speak peace but they are against those who are quiet in the land they open wide their mouths against me and say aha aha our eyes have seen it there are people whom we will have in our lives where when it seems to be that we are near to a failure it's when it looks like we are about to fail there will be people who arise and say i knew he will fail there will be people who rejoice at our stumbling there will be people who rejoice when we look as though we are about to fail but in the midst of that the lord's protection is very much there upon the anointed of the lord and verse 25 says let them not say in their hearts aha our hearts desire i knew it the desire of the enemy came upon him let no one say that that's what david is praying out here and let them be put to shame and disappointed altogether he is basically repeating the implications of the curses that he made in the initial section of the psalm dearly beloved remember one thing god if god is for us who can be against us the lord will not just protect the people who are trusting in him and whose hands are clean when we declare our innocence and when we come clean before him when we come bare our hearts before him and confess to him what happens is the lord starts vindicating us he will start coming on our favor he will not just protect but he will also vindicate he will also make sure that he does right for whatever wrong has been done to us and here we read in verses 27 to 28 david then comes and says in a praise mode let those who delight in my righteousness shout for joy and be glad and say forevermore great is the lord who delights in the welfare of his servant the word welfare there means shalom it is like a prosperity it is like a peace it is a an overall well-being it is an overall indication that the lord's favor is upon his dear children dearly beloved then he finally finishes the psalm and says then my tongue shall tell of your righteousness and of your praise all the day long 
as we come before the lord maybe we are facing situations in our life where there are enemies the lord asks us to be patient and hand over the entire situation into his hands let us pray for his protection let us declare our innocence before him and also let us wait upon him to vindicate us may the lord richly bless us through the meditation of these scriptures